We'll wrap up today with My Better Half. Host Vanessa Finney sits down with former dancer-turned-cooking school instructor Deborah Costella of the Cosmic Muffin School of Cookery in Ashland. I'm Vanessa Finney, and this is My Better Half on Jefferson Public Radio. Today I'm talking to a former dancer about how she came to use food in her work. In this interview, we'll follow the thread of Deborah Costella's culinary career and how it's morphed in response to her clientele's needs and her own inspiration. Deborah, welcome. Thank you. So let's start with your smallest clients. Describe what you were doing in Las Vegas a few years ago. Well, my youngest clients and my first clients were children, usually from age four on up to high school and beyond, actually. But um, I had was then at the time working in early childhood education. I was running some uh, daycare after school programs and preschool programs in, in Las Vegas. And at that point, I had learned that food was a great tool to teach math, science, social studies, art, problem solving and team building all of that in preparing brownies or rice crispy <laughs> treats for with four and five year olds it was wonderful so that's why i ended up leaving formally early childhood education and branched off into teaching cooking classes for children i had seen that my ability to draw out the the three r's so to speak and more through food was was the best way to go so i decided that I, i'm going to go to culinary school so I went to culinary school. And you were about 40 at this point? Yeah, I was yeah. in my 40s, not early 40s, further on. And so I decided, I know, I'm going to teach after-school programs and what I called in-house field trips, where I would go to the classroom. The parents would pay maybe 5 or $10 fee back then. And I would bring everything and teach a lesson based on what the teacher had asked for, whether it was social studies, cultural enrichment, or something just fun to do. And then how did you get to the next step, which I think was personal chefing? Yes. So I would be teaching classes, working with children, and the parents would come in and see it, be excited. Sometimes they would stay to help or just to observe. And they started asking, do you do adult classes? And I thought for a minute and decided, yes, I do. I do adult (laughs) classes. So I started doing adult classes, but I didn't have a brick and mortar. So I would teach in their home or I would invite them and teach in my home. In some cities I've worked in since then, I, of course, will rent out a commercial kitchen or a facility that allows me to do that. And you also had sort of an initiative teaching homeless youth how to feed yourself. Was that the title of your course? Oh, yes. That was um, actually, that was also in Las Vegas for about 10 years. I would go into a facility that um, these children, they were ages, I think from, I want to say maybe 13, 14 years up to 22 years of age. They were there because they were fortunate enough to have an advocate that was able to work within the system and keep them out of juvenile hall or detention center or some other facility. At this particular housing unit that they all resided in, there were people like me that would come in and teach life skills, yoga classes, um, all kinds of... Budgeting. Yes, yes, thank you. And I did the food. So I would work with, they have, of course, it was donated food, a big, huge pantry. So I'd go in once a month, see what was available, and come up with a lesson plan, some foods to prepare with what we had on hand. For example, one time I went in there, there were pounds and pounds of oatmeal. So the following lesson, I brought out that oatmeal, and we made granola. Mm. And we made granola bars. And we made trail mix. 
and I taught them how to cook down the jam so they could have a compote to put a sweetener on it because there's no syrup there. There's not. I mean, they got right. what they got. So that was wonderful. And with those young people, I was able to impress upon them that, yes, they were still getting those three R's that I always incorporate in lessons. But in that case, I was able to share with them how I feel about food. And we don't take it in just to nourish our bodies, but it's a nice way to tell somebody, thank you for letting me crash on your couch for three weeks. I'm going to make you a meal. The food gift. The food gift. Um, I'm really sorry. I was out of line making something a cake or some a nice meal is a great way to apologize Mm -hmm. and it's also a great way to let somebody know maybe you fancy them a little bit so i see in you what you see in a lot of serial entrepreneurs and that is you're approaching a subject that you have skills and a certain amount of expertise in and you are approaching it from all these different facets it's so uh resourceful as a business person and then it it took a, a certain turn, sort of a life-changing turn, when you returned to the Bay Area, where you're from, and started helping your brother. If you could briefly explain, first of all, how you helped him and how it helped spark your chapter mm-hmm. in Oregon. That was, yeah, that was, that was turning a corner. So by that time, I had been in the industry working both as a culinary instructor for young people and adults and a little personal chef work on the side. Um, But at one point, my uh, youngest brother was diagnosed with cancer. Um, So I would fly from Vegas to the Bay Area to care for him, um, one week, two weeks at a time. At that point in his illness, my brother, and this was back in, I want to say, 2012, Cannabis was was just being legalized medically in some states, just a handful of states, Oregon, California, Colorado, Washington. I think those were the only ones. So my brother was smoking his medicine at that time, much to the chagrin of the doctors, the surgeons, and the therapists that would come to the condo when I was there, upset that he was doing it, but not really giving us too much of a hard time because they were fully aware of the fact that the cannabis eased his nausea, dulled the pain, and was beneficial to him. But shortly after, I was cooking. Inflammation. Inflammation, yes. So approximately four weeks after his passing, I happened to run into somebody that knew me from my college days, and they did know that my nickname is the name of my school, Cosmic Muffin. Someone who is not in the conversation but overheard leaned over and asked, so what kind of muffins were you making? Right? Mm-hmm. So when I heard that, I couldn't let go of the idea that I should have been putting my brother's medicine in his food. Why Insight. wasn't I not doing that? So I did some research. I found out the benefits of cannabis, CBD, and other herbs. All our herbs have been medicinal benefits. And so I started uh, putting cannabis into food, and I was preparing medicinal foods for people in my age group trying to get off Percocet, Lortab, all these um, pharmaceuticals. Mm. Also, I was preparing edibles for people like my brother at end of life, people dealing with chronic pain. What I couldn't do for Lawrence, I do for the others. So he had already passed, so that's what prompted me to do that. That's uh, sort of his parting gift to you, as you learned in hindsight, as we do, unfortunately, sometimes. You're listening to My Better Half on the Jefferson Exchange. I'm Vanessa Finney. My guest today is food entrepreneur Deborah Costella. So let's set that stage. So now in downtown Ashland, 
you have a spacious instructional kitchen that's wonderful. And the cannabis cooking is one sliver of what you offer. Tell us, first of all, how you chose Oregon and then about your school. Well, I was doing uh, medicinal cooking in Las Vegas, and I was actually focused mostly on cannabis by that time mm. because of my brother. I did a little bit of um, instruction for, with non-cannabis, but my goal was to help people learn how to create their own medicine. So I did that there, and I was quite successful. Drew a lot of attention to myself, <laughs> but couldn't get licensed properly. So I had to uh, then decide okay, what, what am I going to do with this? Because I want to continue to be able to use cannabis and other herbs. So I looked around, and my eldest son here had reminded me how much I liked Ashland. I used to come here as a tourist and go to the Shakespeare Festival. So in October of 2020, I came here just to look. But that's like going to the pound to just look at puppies and to tell your kids you're not going to get one. We're just looking. <laughs> right. That's a good analogy. So it was beautiful here and it felt good and this felt perfect. So I went ahead and purchased a home and I moved up here in January of 2021 and walked up and down. I was watching what's going on downtown and this space came available and I got it. So you were about 65 when you decided to take this leap of faith to open a new brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. So another life changer navigating. Did you find the support that you needed? Yes, in some places, but in others where I assumed or you just would think that it would be natural that people would support you and lift you up, I did not receive that. I understand that by the time I was 65 and I was moving here, I had done a lot of wonderful things, but I'd never had my own brick and mortar. And I'd always wanted that. But here I am, and I found my spot, and I put my head down, and I was committed to doing it. I was thrilled that I found a spot. I was thrilled by the area that I, I knew I would be successful here. My eldest son and daughter-in-law that live here, very supportive. But I have also come across people in my own family who are asking why is Deborah opening a business at her age? That's literally what they said. They at asked your that. age, at and my in the age. and in the pandemic. Oh, it's like a I, I would be in the building sweeping and doing all kinds of work. To, you know, getting it open, working, and open the door because I wanted people to come in so I could tell them what I was doing and all excited. Oh, it's going to be really hard opening a new business during a pandemic, isn't it? And I, I would, I would put my hands on my ears, and smile at them and say no, and then clasp my hands in front of me and say, no, not at all. This is perfect. It's going to help me ease into my business. Every time somebody would put something up, I would just remember Wonder Woman, how she would put on her Wonder Woman bracelets. That's what I would end up doing mentally. So you were deflecting, like she deflected bullets yes. with her wristbands. I can picture yes. it. You were deflecting yes. just negative energy, basically, because, you know, when we have a first idea, it's fragile. We want to protect it. It sounds like you had that impulse. It is. It is. That's exactly how I felt. And then I also understood, though, with I have four children, and I was picking up on hints and comments, I think it was genuine concern. Gosh, mom, you need a hip replacement. How are you going to work that in when you're running the school? Um, <laughs> gee, mom, you're really tired and you're forgetting things. How are you going to hold it together and run a business? All of these things. And I would say, yep, you're right. I didn't think about that, but I'm fine today. Today's a good day. And I was doing that so often that it ended up strengthening my resolve. My son, at one point, things were getting pretty 
challenging and with the city and licensing and and bringing all the equipment in together and at one point my oldest son my biggest supporter said to me so mom if this doesn't come to fruition what's plan b i responded there is no plan b you were all in yeah no plan b so given that, how have yes. you managed that huge learning curve? And then get a little bit into your offerings. Thank you. I've settled in. Things are growing in the right direction. Even to this day, I'll, I walk into the school I, when I'm in there to prep, and I look around and go, look what I did. <laughs> now, I didn't do it by myself. None of us really do anything by ourselves. There were great people here in the city. My, my children did step up when they saw, okay, she's not giving up on this. Yeah. So everybody, they lent a hand. and So I'm, I'm really, really happy and pleased with myself and want to continue to increase the business there and meet the needs of our community here. That's what I really want it to be. I'm really happy here. Do you feel brave? I am brave. I don't feel brave. <laughs> I am brave because it was really scary. I mean, you, you do. You have to gather up all your gumption every day, every day. But it's, it's worth it. So worth it. Well, where can someone go who's interested in your school? Where can they go to learn more? Well, I'm right downtown. So if you're walking downtown and I happen to be in there, I have the door open. So come on in. You can uh, go to the website, CosmicMuffinSchoolOfCookery.com. And there's a lot of information about me, about the offerings under services, all types of cuisines. I'm Italian and Puerto Rican, so those are my favorite cuisines, but I teach all types of cuisines. Um, and specifically how people can so-called medicate with the spices and herbs yes. that we have in our cabinet so and fridge, at, our garden. I know. That's, I, that's my favorite part. So while I'm teaching you, so you'll come in, I greet you, you get a beverage, you wash up and go over to the teaching area, and I'll talk you through the recipes. As I'm doing so, let's say we're adding in some rosemary, fresh rosemary. So I'll tell you some of the medicinal benefits of the rosemary, but also what people may not know is that just like flowers invoke certain feelings and emotions or music and smells do, so do the herbs. Parsley, festivity, and mm -hmm. friendship. Uh, what's the other the one? The fragrance of friendship. Yeah, the f oh my gosh, look at you. Yes, <laughs> so yes, that's what I do. So that's built right into the class. Excellent. Well, I've been talking with Deborah Costella, owner of the Cosmic Muffin School of Cookery in Ashland, Oregon, downtown, about being brave in business and in life. You can listen to this and other episodes at jethexchange.org or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. I'm Vanessa Finney. Thanks for listening.